I'm Henry Davis, pastor of the First Baptist Church of Highland Park in Landover, Maryland, a Bible-believing, Christ-centered, and Spirit-led congregation. I want to welcome you to our radio broadcast. And remember, there's power at the park. Let's go, let's go to the Word, let's go to the Word, let's go, let's go. Hebrews chapter 12, beginning in verse number 1. Read that entire chapter when you get a chance, but for the sake of focus, we narrow to verses 1 through 4. New Living Translation says, Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a huge crowd of witnesses to the life of faith, let us strip off every weight that slows us down, especially the sin that so easily trips us up. And let us run with endurance the race God has set before us. We do this by keeping our eyes on Jesus, the champion who initiates and perfects our faith. Because of the joy awaiting him, he endured the cross, disregarding its shame. Now he is seated in the place of honor beside God's throne. Think of all the hostility he endured from sinful people. Then you won't become weary and give up. After all, you have not yet given your lives in your struggle against sin. Amen. You may go to your seats around the building. That first verse, a clause, therefore, we are surrounded by such a huge crowd of witnesses to the faith to the life of faith. We are surrounded. My subject this morning, just look around. We are surrounded. My dad, when he was living, would always tell me that persons, and again, even as I shared in his homegoing service, now, which has been two years, he talked about the grandstand, fans in the stands, who are, who are indeed rooting us on, cheering for us, wanting us to get to the finish line and to finish strong. They're running a half marathon today, Steve, in D.C. And one of the things that helps in terms of marathon running many times are people cheering 
on the side, the grandstand, how that can encourage us. That sense of something that seems so far. And again, when you start telling persons that you run 13-1 and 26-2, and they say, wow, how can you make it that distance? I'm working now because I got a couple of races I'm trying to accomplish during this fall season. As I get ready for my 65th birthday, and I say it publicly, I don't try to hide my age and all that. My goal was to run a 26.2 marathon on my 65th birthday. My son made me change my schedule because he wants me to be in the stands to watch him march in New York City. So I'm adjusting. I'm adjusting, but that does not mean that I do not have that intention of at 65 making it 26.2. I got another race that I'm going to do instead. They call it the Moranathon. You run a 5K, which is about three miles, some change. You take a break, and then you run fit 13.1. That's an easy day. It's only about 16.2 miles, not 26.2. There's 10 miles less. But one of the things, and some of you have done that, is said that you get three medals for that race talk last night about how all of us run to win and how as we run to win, how God is able to bless us. You're running this morning. You're running for your life. You're running for Jesus. And you got up this morning with intention to be in worship. This is, this is, the worship of intention. You intend to get here. This is, not, this, is, this is not as easy as 1045 because by that time, everybody's up. You got up before the sun. You singers who arrived at early hours, and you did that because of intention. Most of you in this room, you laid out your clothes last night. You did not figure it out when you got up this morning. You, you had some idea what direction, Scoop, you were going before you rose this morning. Many of us in this room got up and we utilized technology, an alarm clock. Well, maybe not alarm clock, but we used our phones, set them so that we would rise at a certain time. That sense, KK, that I got up with intention, what I talked about last night, Eric, was purpose. 
because you understand that God has purpose for your life. You're not an accident. You are here because God has allowed us to be here. We did not earn it, but we're certainly blessed of God that we could get up and as the deacon would pray with the blood running warm in my veins, that my bed was not my cooling board. We could wake up this morning and not have to worry about a silver alert, not have to worry about being lost. But I'm thanking God that I've been found by Jesus. Look around. We come this morning to look around. Dick and Jerry Overby, we can look around and see that God is still answering prayer. Look around. Those of you with your loved ones and friends, look around. Look at the things that God has been able to give you with your home theaters and clean vehicles. You've been able to get up this morning and, and enjoy some of the luxuries of life. Look around. Now, that's not everybody because everybody is not at that particular point. But even as I look at it, you have to also understand the reason why we are blessed is because of our faithfulness. Uh, the great thing about Hebrews chapter 12 is that it follows Hebrews chapter 11. And Hebrews chapter 11 gives us the description of what faith is. Reverend George Davis, but not only does it talk about what faith is, it talks about without faith, it is impossible to please God. Look around. That God is a God who stands true to his word. Look around that no matter what pain Sister Gibbs we deal with, God is able. Look around. That he told us that the battle is not ours, but the battle is the Lord. Look around. That God said, I will never leave you, Reverend Angela Taylor, nor forsake you. Just look around. Look around how God is able to keep us. And he's kept us as a congregation here at First Baptist Church of Highland Parks, as a Eunice Dawkins and Justin White, he's kept us now for now more than 100 years. Look around. Look around as we bask in the glory of God. The Hebrew writer lets us know that we are surrounded by such a huge crowd of witnesses to the life of faith. The other day, I was looking, I was looking at uh, the football game on Monday night when two teams came out and one team was undermanned, the Seattle Seahawks, where their star quarterback had decided to take his talents to the mile-high city of Denver. And the Denver Broncos were coming back into uh, Seattle and playing. And Seattle definitely did not have, does not have the better team. 
but they won the game. And many say the reason why they had success was because of the 12th man. That's what, that's what they nicknamed the fans of Seattle, the 12th man, who were making so much noise that time after time the Denver Broncos could not hear the snap count. And they ended up being offsides. It was, it was a back and forth game that was affected by the crowd. And, and, I, and, 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 they, and they, were, they would crank up the noise. And finally, Russell Wilson had to say, we got to go on a silent count. And they were still jumping offsides because of the massive crowd. If Seattle could win the game, you can win the game of life. Your grandmother, uh, whatever it is, don't worry about it, don't worry about it. It's going dark, but, but thank God we still got light because we still have Jesus. And if you've been around me long enough, you understand this is just an interruption. Matter of fact, some of you are going to listen better now because you don't have anything to distract you. Look around. God is still able to step in right on time. Look around. He is more than whatever challenge could ever come against us. Look around. The Word of God is so powerful. The Word of God is so pertinent. The Word of God is so relevant. And you can, all you have to do is look around. The first point that I need to say with you is that you're not the first one, nor will you be the last to go through what you're going through. I, somebody ought to hear me today because I don't know what you're going through. You're not the first and you're not going to be the last. But I need for you to know that no matter what you're going through, God is able. There are some cancer survivors in here today. There's some folk who've gone through chemo, and you have you and you are here today praising God. You've dealt with a, a loved one going ashes to ashes and dust to dust, yet you're here with a smile on your face. Look around. You're not going. I'm thanking God that in this particular passage we're understanding in a very clear way that you need to understand that we got to strip off every weight that slows us down. And some of us are slowed down. I talked last night about how when, we, you, when you run the race, you've got to get rid of the things that hold you down. What's holding you down? Is it, is it negative thinking, small-mindedness? Are you blaming it on others? And many of us love to play the blame game. Strip it off. I'm not going to allow you to steal my joy. I'm not going to allow you to get in the way, but I'm going to run this race all the way. Every sin that so easily trips us up and let us run with endurance the race God has set before us. God has set a race before us, and you've got to make sure that you're running the right race. You've got to make sure that you're running your race. I, I can't run your race and you can't run my race. But I understand that as I run the race of life, I understand God is the one who orchestrates every step. 
I'm surrounded by this huge crowd. They're cheering for me. Matter of fact, even as I'm preaching now, we've got legends who are in the grandstand cheering for us, cheering that we're going to make it and that we're not going to fall apart because you deal with a challenge and you don't fold up like a cheap suit because something, something difficult comes your way, but you face your challenge. You face it head on. Here I am. I'm right here. And I'm standing on the word CC of God. I'm standing on the power of God. Our women will come together next Saturday morning and they will pray early in the morning in morning glory. And I'm thinking, you got to face your challenge with a sense of positivity. I'm coming forward. I'm coming in. I'm understanding the power, the direction, and the blessings of God. The second thing is focus like Christ on the ultimate goal of making sure that you're in God's will. I'm focusing that I am in the will of God. I want to be focused. And one of the things that helps me in terms of my focusing is the instruction manual, which I call the Bible. The Bible helps me to focus. That's why, that's why you got to carry it with you. I, I went to a political event yesterday, and I went to the political event, but I had my Bible in my hand. So they knew I, would, I wasn't there just hanging out. They knew I was there on a mission, on an assignment. Because you've got to understand. And the Bible said, hide the word in your heart. Because now it is almost unusual to see somebody walking around carrying a Bible. But that's what I do. I go into the hospital. Folk don't have to ask me whether I'm a minister or not. They already assume I must be because I got a Bible in my hand. And I, when I'm thanking God that that kind of witness needs to go forward with a sense of boldness. I'm focusing like Jesus, like Jesus, because he is, he is the ultimate example. He's the one who really sets the pace. That second verse says, we do this by keeping our eyes on Jesus. Sometimes some of you have had to follow somebody and, and they say, follow me. They're in the car, you in the car. And then all of a sudden, while you're in the car, somebody cuts the line. And you got to, you got to look over and look around because you want to make sure that you don't get lost. I got to keep my eyes on Jesus. Even in church, you got to make sure your eyes are on Jesus. Now, I don't have to tell you all that because I told you earlier, this is the service of intention. But, but you have to understand that as I'm focusing on Christ, the devil wants to distract you. And he wants you to get focused and wrapped up on something else, on gossip, not gospel. Come on, somebody. Uh, you're getting, getting wrapped up. Oh, wait a minute. Who, who got out of that car? Uh, is, is, is he or she wearing their ring? Nah, I, I'm focusing on whatever it is, God, you are trying to say to me. Because at the end of the day, I've got to answer to God for myself. I got to come to God. I, I have to come to him. Lord, I've come to you weary, worn, sad. And it says we do this by keeping our eyes on Jesus. And who's Jesus? The champion who initiates 
and perfects our faith, initiate. He he can he can start it and finish it. Don't start nothing, won't be nothing. He, He can he can get it started, and he also can shut it down. Do I have a witness here? Now, now, some of y'all, you, you, you heard that from another perspective because you haven't always been saved. And you know that when you came, the party got started. And when you left, it shut down. But I'm thanking God that I'm having a different kind of party now. I've got the power of the Holy Spirit, and he has initiated. He's initiated. He started something within. And I'm thanking God that I now want to take it to the end. One of the great things about our faith is to make sure that we don't get discouraged, that we don't find ourselves on the side of the road, but that we make it all the way to the end. Matter of fact, some of us have come too far to turn around. Some of us, we've seen too many things happen. We've heard too many wonderful things, blessings that happen all around us. Why would I come to my senior years and give up on God? I'm not going to give up on God because God has not given up on me. I'm going to trust him every step of the way. I'm going to lean and depend on him. You might take some body blows, but I'm thanking God that the Lord will bring you through. I was sharing sad last night that, that my son left in the house. He got left a whole lot of stuff in the house, but one of the things he left in our house was a punching bag. And, 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 and I, I, every now and then, I, I put my gloves on, and I go at, I go at the bag. I dance. I, I hit it. I go inside. I go outside. But the great thing about my going at the punching bag is that the bag is not going to hit me back. Do I have a witness here? I'm not good enough. I'm not going to do like Adrian Peterson who got in the ring the other day and got knocked out. I, I'm, not, I'm not going through it. Don't, I don't need to have a preaching gospel, a boxing contest. Whether you see whether, where, where, how I fare with, with John Jenkins or Granger Browning. I, I don't need to find that anything out like that. But I'm thanking God that we are, we have the goal to make it all the way. We have the goal to be assured that Jesus is the champion who initiates and perfects our faith. And the reason why I can have that kind of joy, because there there is a joy awaiting him, and there's joy awaiting us. He endured the cross, disregarded its shame, nailed to the cross, But I'm thanking God that now he's seated in the place of honor beside God's throne. We got a whole lot of of, of publicity and focus on England right now and and looking at now the new king. But I'm not spending much time looking at the new king. I got a king already. I don't, I don't, I don't, they can go through all their, their popping circumstance, but I'm thanking God, I already got a king. You can walk past a casket of a woman who served as your queen. They're good enough for you. But I'm not going to get into all the racial things that, that I could get into when I look at the British Empire, but I'm thanking God, I got another empire. 
Hallelujah. Look around. Look around to see how God brought us through the middle passage. Look around. I'm reading 1619, and, and you read 1619, you get reminded, and our bookstores open after this worship. But I'm thanking God, look around, that God can throw out the lifeline, pick you up, turn you around, put your feet on a solid ground. Look around. He's the fairest of 10,000. He's a bright and morning star. Hallelujah. But my third point is, Jesus made the ultimate sacrifice for his children. That's why I'm up this morning. He made the greatest sacrifice. Jesus paid it all. Hallelujah. All to him. I owe. Look around. Linda Calpurnia's up there. Come on, somebody. Lucy Wyatt's up there. James McCord is up there. Look around. Your mama, Tawana. Your mama, Donald. Your daddy, Renee. Your father, Randy. Look around. I'm going all the way. I will not give up. Hallelujah. Look at the word of God. It's so great. I'm grateful that Jesus has endured. Verse number three. Think of all the hostility he endured for sinful people. Then you won't become weary and give up. Hallelujah. After all, you have not yet given your lives in your struggle against sin. Every day can be a struggle, but I'm grateful for the power of a living Savior. Hey, 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 hey. I'm grateful that he threw out the lifeline, saved my soul. I'm grateful that he loved me in spite of me. Look around. Hallelujah. Every round goes higher, higher. Ain't he all right? Look around. Say yes. Say yes. Yeah. Yes. Just look around. That's why we're on this journey. And that's why we won't give up. I want to go all the way. I'm not going part of the way, but I'm going all the way with Jesus. Come on, clap your hands, everybody. You've been listening to the radio broadcast of the First Baptist Church of Highland Park in Landover, Maryland. If you want to receive a CD or DVD of what you have just heard, please call 301-773-6655. 
or visit us on the World Wide Web, fbhp.org. And remember, there's power at the park. Oh, yeah.